Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Beauty Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, August 23rd. We thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Just want to remind you um, that the call-in number, if you have a question or a comment, is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Before we begin tonight's conversation, I'm going to turn it over to Denise. Good evening, everyone, and thank you guys once again for joining us tonight. Um, Again, as Denise stated earlier, the call-in number is 914-803-4399, but also we will be over on Twitter, um, chatting on Twitter, so be sure to use the hashtag, the Black Creative Experience. I know it's a little long, but um, be sure to use the Black Creative Experience over on Twitter to join uh, the conversation. All right, and I'm going to get this out of the way right now. Um, We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skincare, wigs and extensions, 
styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back and just wanted to start the conversation off. Um, Tonight, our guest is uh, Tiaka Hurst and Cassandra Butcher, both publicists in the world of entertainment. Um, and I just wanted to um, have a different conversation this week. Same subject matter, um, just a little different, you know, not makeup artists or people who are beauty professionals, but I just wanted to kind of tap into the other side of um, entertainment. So we have on the line with us right now is Tiaka. We're waiting for Cassandra to join us. But Tiaka, can you just introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about where you think um, your industry is right now in regards to race, equality, and inclusivity? Ooh, that was a big one to start off with. (laughs) Well, I'm Tiaka. I'm Tiaka Hurst. I've been a publicist for a a long time now. We can go all the way back to Baby Boy. I won't go back that far. But um, what I will say right now, as far as people of color within the industry in office, it's still the same. As far as when I was there 20 years ago, it was just me and freelancers, and it's still the same. I would say there are um, two color that I know of and aware of, because Sandra may be able to be able to speak to it a little bit more, because I'm freelance at this point, um, in the industry, in office, at two studios, and that's just about it. (laughs) The rooms are still pretty much white, all white. Wait a minute. So you're saying when you started out long time ago, many moons ago, you were the mm-hmm. only black publicist? I was Except- the first. Yes. I was okay. the first black publicist at Sony Pictures Entertainment. At the time, it was Columbia TriStar, which is now just right. Sony Pictures Entertainment. I was the first and only um, black publicist they've ever had. There has never been one after me or before me. So when I was there, we had, yeah, there was like eight publicists. There were junior publicists, senior publicists, and then we had teams. Um, There was myself and then I will say one other girl that was black, but she worked over in like the promotions department. But basically I was the only black person in that department for the 10 years I was there. Wow. And you said, um, except they had a few freelancers who may have been black. What's the difference between freelance, what freelancers do and what you were doing? Is it pretty much the same job? Well, it's kind of the same job, but it's still like, you know, to be an in-house publicist, which is kind of what most of us wanted to do when we got out of school. If you want to be a publicist, you really want to get into the studio. Kind of everybody wants a studio job. That's kind of what we want to do. So, 
um, as a studio publicist, it's just like the cushy benefits like everybody else, and you're part of the team from the beginning. As a freelancer, they call us kind of like we're consultants pretty much. So now with my company, Full Bloom Marketing, I consult the studios opposed to so I can be on a movie, Cassandra can be on a movie. It could be like four different black people on a movie, but none of us are per Mm -hmm. se employees of the studio. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but which I think needs to change because there's never any of us at the head of the table to make a lot of decisions that should be made. For instance, um, the new Cuties out on Netflix now. I don't work with Netflix. I don't work on Cuties. I just want to say that. But I see the backlash the filmmaker is getting for the poster when that wasn't her decision. So I kind of feel bad for her. But that's a reflection that could let us know of who's making those decisions in that room, which is not us. Mm -hmm. And you can tell a lot by marketing and things like that suffer when you have black filmmakers, which are few and far in between, that demand better of a studio, per se. Like, right. for instance, um, I've worked with producers and directors before that demand better. So you have to demand better. Gotcha. So have you, I was going to say, have you noticed but I guess not. You kind of answered that question. I'm going to ask about some of the changes, but there hasn't been much change in regards to you know in um, regards like to because, correct. I was very um, disheartened um, when the George Floyd incident happened, and um, I kind of took to my Instagram, which you guys kind of know me. I'm not very social or on social media or anything <laughs> like that. As a publicist, I just really think that we're not meant to be famous, and nobody really needs wants to hear from us. <laughs> It's all about our clients, but I was really disheartened when I saw Sony Pictures and a lot of the corporations, they they put these, like, blanket statements out in the black box and Black Lives Matter and things like that when I was still at the time working on a film, and it was business as usual. Mm-hmm. And that was disheartening. And so that's what propelled me to post what I did, which I've never talked about it. People that know me know about it, but I had a really, really hard time at Sony, but it, it just kind of made me the person I was because being the only black person in an all white type of situation is kind of what we're all used to anyway. However, it's right. kind of different in a work environment. And, and it's still like with the George Floyd thing, I was still the only black person on the phone and then, of course, they looked at, you know, myself and another colleague. She's kind of the only black person that works with another studio. And they were looking to us to answer their questions. That's not our job. And they should know better. The one thing I had to be very clear about was we are not doing business as usual, not in regards to the African-American community, if I'm still on this project. That was the stance I've taken. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you really quickly. Um, um, you were kind of about to get into it, but um, you were saying after the whole George Floyd situation, um, mm-hmm. it was business as usual on set. So are mm-hmm. you talking about for for Sony? Uh, no, it was not for Sony. 
It was not for a Tony oh, movie. Okay. It was for another uh, studio's movie that I was contracted okay. on. Okay. So, so yes. basically, it was business as usual for them. Is that what you're saying? Correct. For um, yeah, yeah, and I checked in with a lot of my other publicists, yeah, and um, just to see if it was me, and it was business as mm-hmm. usual, not with just my client, but, but others as well. Yeah. I mean, so, as happens so, often, it's like it's Cassandra. I mean, the bottom line is. You know, Tiaka and myself, I mean, we've been in the business for a really long time. And this one, there's a, definitely more of a shift because, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we're all isolated and because we're in the midst of a pandemic and we can't go anywhere. So it's definitely more of a shift. But there is that thing of, you know, oh, we did our march. Um, right. You know, we're, go- we're, we're, we're looking at a few resumes. We're thinking mm-hmm. about this diversity and inclusion once the pandemic lifts, and mm-hmm. then we'll probably hire, you know, one or two, and we'll figure it out. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it's just this kind of um, putting everything in a bowl, and a lot of times, you know, it's, it's like, you know, we're speaking to all members of diverse communities with one person, so that diverse person mm-hmm. will be an executive that speaks to the Asian community and the Latino community and the black community, well, mm-hmm. you know, that just doesn't work because mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. what we are as a people, I mean, you know, the, the, the Latino community wants someone to speak to, the, to their community. And even mm-hmm. if you do that, you still need a staff of people. You still need a mm-hmm. budget. You still need, you know, and, and the bottom line is, you know, inclusion means inclusion from the outside in. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I then, that means that, you know, when I was at Searchlight, three billboards went to the NAACP, but it also went to the academy, you know, Uh and Uh I would say whatever's going to the academy has to go to the NAACP. Uh Uh And it didn't matter. I didn't care if black, black, you know, black, what is it, um, I think it was what it, I think somebody said to me. Um, it was Black Swan or one, one of the movies we had, and I was like, "What's what's in it?" I was like, "Some black drums." I was like, "I don't know nothing about that." But at the end of the day, I was like, "At the end of the day, guess what? That does not mean I'm not going to pick and choose what we want to be." At right. the end of the day, who am right. I to pick and choose what we want to see? At the end of the day. It was the Michael Keaton movie. I can't think of the name of it now. But um, mm-hmm. who am I to pick and choose what we want to see? If I put it in a right. package and it goes to the NAACP or AFTA or any place else or, you know, any of the critics groups, you pick and choose it. If you don't watch it, that's on you as a person. But I'm not going to tell you. you that just because it doesn't have a black person in it that you shouldn't watch it. Um, but at right. the end of the day, maybe now, now you'll then be accountable when you're casting these movies and when you're actually mm-hmm. thinking about what you're doing, you know, when you're writing these characters, um, you know, maybe now you'll kind of think about that. It was Birdman. Sorry. Birdman. Oh, no. So at I the end really of the day, hope they do. You know, so I I'm think sorry. that's what yeah. you have to do, but you have to see it. You have to see it. So, but. Mm-hmm. We, the studio's been so, so you know, making these ma- massive decisions for people, which is like, you know, segregating audiences. And it's like, why, mm-hmm. isn't that a disservice to the studio? It's, 
Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to tell me you don't want Latino people to go see Birdman? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and and I would like to add to that. Yeah. Oh, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. I had to pause. No, and that, I'd like to yeah, add to that, that because to that and, and Cassandra is making such a great point because it's, it's, it's very disservicing to all communities to think that we don't look at any other movie like anyone else. It's entertainment. So right, yeah. they have been making decisions for us for so long with the movies. They think we only watch, you know, a certain type of movie or movies from a certain person, which I don't watch those movies. They don't speak to me, and I know other people they don't speak to. I loved Birdman, but it was not marketed yeah. towards me. So, but, yeah. and that's a disservice, I believe, because I'm only hired when there's a black person in a movie. But I have to fight yeah. to work on a comic book movie to where I know that we spend the most dollars, African-American males spend the most dollars in gaming. It makes sense. It has right. nothing to do with color. I, it, it's a marketing tool. And they don't understand that. They'd be like, oh, but it's not black. Like, I don't understand. And it's still very <laughs> weird to me, for lack of a better yeah, word. And yeah. they also allocate the dollars like that, the marketing dollars. So right, we right. have to fight. Just say for a black movie, I still have to fight for junket positions. Still to yeah. where yeah. – um, Mainstream, quote I mean, unquote. Um, forget it's about it. Twenty slots. Yeah, yep. and I have to fight for our black journalists to get three spots. I only usually have five spots out of like fifty, and that's unfair. Yeah. So the media is always mad at me when I'm like, guys, I'm really trying, and I don't even think it's a fact that we should even have to fight like that. Cassandra and I have been fighting like that for junket slots for 20 plus years. Yeah, junket yeah, slots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hold it right there because this this is this is getting good. <laughs> I want to give Cassandra opportunity to just introduce herself and just tell our listening audience who she is, what she does, but then I want to go back. I want to go back to the beginning for both of you and just kind of talk a little bit about how you got started in the industry. And kind of, if you can just take us through the process of once you do get the job, you know, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis so that our listening audience can kind of understand exactly what it is that you do, and then we can kind of jump right back into where we left off, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to start? I mean, right now I am a um, CMO at Bronze Studios. Um, I've been there since... um, November of 2018, um, and basically, um, the, the Bronze Studios is a um, production company and financing company. Um, they do a little bit of both. They do creative financing, and um, what that really kind of means is they help finance big budget movies like um, The Joker and Bombshell, but then they also do smaller movies like Fences and Roman Israel, so um, which were movies that they did, I say Roman Israel and Fences they did before I got there. Um, I met the gentleman and his wife who owned the company um, doing a really tough movie that they produced called Birth of a Nation, which was one of the smaller movies, um, and we worked really, really hard on that film, 
Um, I was at Searchlight at the time. And basically, I mean, just, you know, doing your job and just trying to do your job well, um, which ultimately for me, and I think I definitely I can speak to Tia, for Tiaka as well, our movies are our husbands. They become our boyfriends. They become everything to us at the time that we're working on them. Um, we just care about them so much. I mean, the egos of the talent, everything else, that doesn't matter. What matters to us is the story and the, and, and the image that we want to sh- basically share with the general public. So um, taking that movie out, Matt Turner, um, him being a, a man from Virginia, my family moving to Virginia, my roots being in Virginia, um, really meant something to me. So um, I worked with him there, um, and fortunately it just watched my work and um, later said to me, asked me if I would ever consider leaving. I'd been at Searchlight for 12 years where I'd been working on a lot of the specialty movies, movies like Crazy Heart and Step and, Oh, goodness, no tour. I mean, you know, Secret Life of Bees, which is where, I mean, I met you guys. And, um, you know, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow we met on, yes. So it was prior to Secret Life of Bees. Yeah, so, I mean, but, yeah, oh, God, you're really aging me now. So um, I always tell people I've only known everybody for seven years. (laughs) But, um, that's just the safe my, my safe my safe word, but um, but what but basically what you know I, I I'll say from the standpoint of working backwards as a CMO now is just making sure our brand is well represented and also presented as a bigger studio. But I've also what's been amazing is that I've learned about the business of financing and how to package projects. So mm-hmm. that's been amazing for me um, because I would not have learned that at the studio level where I was. Prior to that, and I'll kind of jump through because, you know, we don't have a lot of time. I was at Searchlight for 12 years, and I worked on some pretty amazing movies, including 12 Years a Slave, where I worked with Steve McQueen. I'd worked with him on Shane before that. And then even before I left Searchlight, he was doing the movie Widows at Fox and asked me to come over to Fox and work with him, somebody who basically always makes sure that he's working with people that understand him, that, that speak to his craft, and he doesn't suffer fools. So once the filmmaker kind of understands that he can talk, a, has shorthand with you, and can, you know, and you know, and you respect his work, not, you know, then it, then it really, it, there's a nice song and dance with like you know with the project but believe me it's it's still hard work prior to that working at searchlight for 12 years i worked at um i I did unit publicity and that's where i met tiata on singleton's movie um and that's where i started is basically working as a unit publicist on john singleton's films and my first film with him was um poetic justice um and that was basically uh, a publicist on the set where you would bring <laughs> press to set to, um, you know, get stories written um, while you were there and also gathering materials, photography, um, writing the production notes, and bringing, you know, the people like Entertainment Tonight to actually talk to your stars, which was hard as hell because you can imagine <laughs> 
they would rather go talk to Harrison Ford than little old black Janet Jackson and, and um, Tupac Shakur. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we went through it. But um, we got through it. We managed it and had pretty good careers in it. And um, I just love what we – I love it. I mean, I you know, the challenge has um, been – the challenge, I, I just look at things like, the, like, I mean, whether it be Secret Life of Bees or Beasts of the Southern Wild, and when I always say I, I work on the movies where you could not pronounce the name by the beginning of the campaign, and by the end of the name, you will know who Lapita is. You will know who Gugu Mbasa Ra is. You will know who Quivenzene is. You will know. You will know their name. You will speak them correctly, and you will not be disrespectful to them. So therefore, for me, I was kind of like, I was kind of considered myself the spook who sat by the door. And I just came in and mm-hmm. did my job and, you know, and allowed, and, and I think, you know, that's what, you know, where me and Tiasa would walk in the room and they always tried to put a wedge between us. Always. Um, I still work in, in situations where someone, I get the question every week where someone will say to me, with another person of color, and that other person is not of color, how is she? Hmm. How is she? And you know what that, that means. Person? You know what that yes. means. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. up to us, it's up to us mm-hmm. to be objective mm-hmm. for them not to feel like you're, you are the spook who stepped by the door, but then right. turn it on its ugly head, and then also not to fall for the trick. Mhm. And that's, that's they the still big thing do that. Executive. They mm-hmm. still do that. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line yep. is, why is you know at the end of the day, is this that we we all go through formal, um, you know we all go through formal um, what is it um, God um, I can't even think of the word formal um, reviews every year. We all have bosses that we report to. Uh, you know, why does it matter with someone that I work uh-huh. with if they're of color or uh, gay or anything? Why does it matter uh-huh. how am I uh-huh. how is she or how is he? <laughs> At the end of the day, is that person delivering you their best work? I don't know how they are, maybe to me or to someone else. Why does it matter so much that I have to love or like that person? Just do the job. I just want to go to work and do my job. Mm-hmm. Well, no, to, to it, us, I honestly think that yeah. really only applies to us. They've never asked me how, let's just say, Karen is, but they'll ask me how Keisha is, you know? Yeah. I've never gotten asked yeah. that question about someone of another race, and and, and it's very saddening to me because um, there's a lot of people, you know, or producers or something, but I have very strong relationships at studios that I know that have said things about me to where I'm like, oh, that's really sad that you tried to take food out of my mouth just so you can feed it to someone else, you know? But yeah. And that's happened yeah. many a times, but it just, it doesn't affect me because that's what I expect, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. And I want different for the ones that come behind me. So what Mm -hmm. I do is I have a lot of, like, my intern from Sony is still, like, he's amazing. I still help him. And I mentor a lot of these younger kids 
because to me, mm-hmm. it's, it's not a, about me anymore to where it's like I've kind of done what I came to do there, and I still do it because I love it, but I have other interests yeah. now. So, but yeah. I still am there for those that are behind me because I just, it it, it makes me sad to where, like, right before um the quarantine and everything, a young lady that I work with, she works at an agency, and she was crying because of the way one of those women were speaking to her from a studio. And see yeah. what's happened, like, when they've been on calls with me, because now I'm at the point to where I work for myself. And you're not going to talk to me like that. (laughs) And that's the position I take to where I don't really need your job. I'm here because I want to be and I'm capable and I'm the most qualified for it. So you hired me to do this job. So you're either going to listen to me or you're going to try to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're trying to tell me what to do, then you don't need me. And what I learned that behavior from Karen and I'm going to be honest about that. Yeah. That's one yeah. thing I yeah. learned you know, from that I, behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's funny. I've said, to, I've said to people, I mean, even as a CMO, I expect, you know, when I go to work, or, you know, mm-hmm. the, the 10 to 12, you know, being in the C-suite now, I mean, unfortunately, the job that I did not know about the C-suite is that you don't actually have any days off, <laughs> which I will say that that's probably my least favorite part of the job is working seven days a week. I do think that the only way to be your best self is to actually have downtime um, because mm-hmm. you do have to recharge. You do have to recharge. This is, for me as an older woman now, it's very important that I actually check out. Mental um, health. Because you, you, you have to. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I think in this business what we've learned is, like, you know, I think the best people are the people who've actually traveled, the people who actually mm-hmm. have lived, the people who actually mm-hmm. have experiences that they bring to the table. The folks mm-hmm. that actually just have their heads down just because they can come to work at 8 o'clock in the morning and that's because they can stay till 10 o'clock at night are the right. reasons that we're in the position we're in right now. Because Thank I you. choose, you know, I, 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 I fast, I don't eat in the office, I never have. I mm-hmm. am disciplined in that way. I come in to work, and then I mm-hmm. literally go home to enjoy my mm-hmm. home. So, therefore, mm-hmm. I'm not in the kitchen. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. exchanging, you know, all kinds of things. And at the end of the day, it's like that discipline is what's required so that we can actually just get the work done. But this kind of working all the time, I just find it's, like, not as effective to me. Actually, that's my mm-hmm. opinion. But Mm-hmm. The people that I've learned the ugliest behavior from mm-hmm. are the people who I've been trained by. Yep. I wouldn't have, you know, that's the people I've been trained by. So at the end of yep. the day, it's been my choice to make sure, it's been a conscious choice to make sure mm-hmm. to understand the kind of executive that I want to be. I will be, mm-hmm. and it's been my conscious choice to make sure that every year I bring in a person of color since I've been mm-hmm. a member of the academy. I joined in 2014. I have mm-hmm. brought in a member of color every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I make it a commitment to myself, and at the end of the day, I don't make a lot of noise about it. 
and I just do it. I just do it. Right. And at the end of the day, I also put together a list of that's going to be published soon in the Hollywood Reporter of, um, I call it, I don't want to call it our green book, but of marketing and PR executives that are the pros, and they end up being women like Rod Stevenson and Cheryl Blanizer, uh-huh. and the Academy uh-huh. member, and then the pros that are not. Rod is who I have. Actually, yeah. 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 Yeah, so we can actually mm-hmm. identify who we need to identify who to get into the academy. And then we have the mm-hmm. babies. And what we're doing is how do we basically start working together? doesn't mean that we mm-hmm. are always going to talk to one another or anything else. The reason that we don't know each other is because we have, we've been so busy with our heads down doing our mm-hmm. job. And mm-hmm. for Hollywood, they would love for us not to have lists like this because mm-hmm. it's easier for them to say that we don't exist mm-hmm. or they could not find us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and you they, guys, they, I'll they take you back to, to this. Cassandra oh, wow. was one of the people that taught me a lot because we were both young, but Cassandra had more um, business. She was more into this business than I was. I, I was young, and, and, and Cassandra used to pull me to the side and, you know, I would just say a bad habit I had. I used to be outside a lot. <laughs> and Cassandra um, <laughs> would come and talk to me because she would see the stress on my face. I mean, I wanted to get out of there as much as I could, or I would go over to the sound room with John Singleton and Cassandra would be there. And she would just tell me, you, you, you know, just to hold on, like I was stronger than that because I just wanted to quit. A lot of times I just wanted to be yeah. like, you know what? I wanted to be real black. <laughs> But right, I think right. when I, I think I met Cassandra at the right time because I was about to explode. Her and John kind of reeled me in to be able to um, keep moving. So it mm-hmm. was very special mm-hmm. for me. So, but it was, ugh, yeah, it was a nightmare. Yeah. That, that was around the time it was like really thick. It was awful. And and John, you know, well, there, there kind of put them in their place a lot too. Felt like they could say they could say what they yep. want. They really felt like they could say what they wanted. And they did yep. say what they wanted, and they, they will did. continue to say what they want. They will continue yep. to say what they want. You know, I always say to people, you know, do you know what kind of stress it is when, you know, when, when uh, you know, people people literally, and that's why I post what I want to post now on my social yep. media because I'm like, you know, okay, do you, you so literally if I'm, you, you want to know why I'm stressed out? So every time huh. my stepson walks out of the house, I got to worry about what, what's going to happen. Every time the person I'm dating walks out of the house, I got to worry about what's happening. If I happen yep. to throw on my braided wig, I got to wor- worry about what I'm walking out of the house with because yep. I might get pulled over and I got to worry about what's going to happen in that case. Okay, mm-hmm. so now I, I got all of that stress. Now I go to my office or if I go Ooh. to my corporate apartment, I already know cameras are on me. I already yep. know that it, it's a whole other set of circumstances. So I've gotten to the point now where I just wave. I go into the building. Yep. I wave. I wait, you know, because I already know. We're watching. You're watching literally yep. all the time. So when, if you it's know that somebody's watching you all the time, but you're pretending mm-hmm. not to, mm-hmm. but you're pretending not to. I went to the pool. Literally, after George Foreman, the pool, and it was like, oh, she had glasses. She had glass at the pool. 
I did not have plastic wow. at the pool. I had these plastic things from Amazon. Oh, I had glass at the pool. I, so now, oh, she didn't make reservations when she went to the pool. Oh, I didn't know that you had to make reservations. There's no rules that say nothing about reservations. But, oh, so then next thing you know, guess what? They put a sign up, and now you have to make reservations to go to the pool. Wow. So when you have that kind of stress, because I just mm-hmm. happen to be in a building, because, of course, you're looking at me like, there's no way she's supposed to even be in this building. So you must mm-hmm. think I'm the assistant for the yep. corporate department. You mm-hmm. don't think that I'm the CMO for the corporate department. Right. So you're well, just right. ultimately challenging and challenging and challenging. And then you wonder why I'm angry when I snap back at you. But at the end of the day, like that's why, that's why this time where I, you know, because I live in the Miracle Mile area, so Tiak is still the same area we lived in. I love it. I knew. I knew. I knew. When those fires were happening and when this stuff, I was like, these people are going to go up in people's homes this time. They are not playing. They are not. They don't want to hear no speeches. They don't. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to be able to stop them. It was over. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. There will not be any stop because we're tired of the speeches. It's we're time. tired of us. Yeah, it's time. It was time. It was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's been, and, and we hope been, this moment yeah. changes. It has to, but the change has to be with us again. It ha- we have to be responsible as well because again, if right, I yeah. wasn't there at that time with that movie studio to tell, I literally, I I probably won't be working with them anymore because I told them I don't. It's not my job to tell you what's right and wrong. If you don't know that by now, I can't help you. And what we're not going to do is business as usual. I don't care about your right. junket slots. They are killing my brothers in the street. That's what I had to right. say to them to understand. And then it was silent. No one knew what to say. So what they did is cancel conference calls for two weeks because they didn't know what to say, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very sad, except for then it, that's one of the them. I've never spoken to the vice president. All of a sudden, they want to call to say their sincerest condolences. No condolences. My brother didn't die, but what you need to understand, you need to have condolences for the entire nation. This is all of us. This has to do with yeah. all of us, not just black and brown people. This is affecting all of us. That's what they don't understand. And but now the they I do because we're crossing the line. And, and I, right. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that's what people have to understand. It's like it affects exactly. all of us. It affects all of exactly. us. Exactly. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like the movie. Wow. It affects all yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ladies, do you all do, do you all have stories that you can tell about personal experiences, um, like maybe of racism um, on the job? You want me to go first, Cass? <laughs> yeah. yeah you can tell. Oh, yeah, I want. I know which one you want. 1998. Blue Street. Jay-Z. Dave Chappelle. It was... It, it was hot. We, I was working on Blue Streak at Sony Pictures at the time. I was a senior publicist, again, only black person in the building, um, not just the department, yeah. the building. 
And at yeah, the time, yeah. um, we were doing the movie for Martin Lawrence, and I, I don't know if everybody remembered, that was the kind of time he kind of had a little breakdown. So he was going through a lot at the time. But it was just a lot right. going on. They didn't know how to manage or what to do with a Jay-Z because they didn't know what that meant at the time. It was just a lot for them, not for me. But um, it was around Halloween time, and um, I came into work that day, and the vice president of the photo department came to work in blackface dressed as, quote-unquote, Martin Lawrence. I was livid. She had complete black face, black hands, black arms or whatever, Um, a little buckwheat wig with all the little, uh, what is it, the little rubber bands in it, which I don't know how that was, Martin, but okay. Um, And basically had on lipstick. So I was like, okay, is she doing Sambo or Martin? I'm confused. (laughs) No one said anything. No one said anything anything so I had to she came out of the photo department like hey what's up and I looked at her and and forgive me but I said what the fuck is your problem I had to say that to her and she was like oh what do you mean it's just Halloween and nobody said anything she walked around like that all day I went to human resources And they said, basically, oh, it's just Barb. I mean, she doesn't mean anything by it. No one said anything or did anything about it. No mm. one. So, so, so this, was, this was the studio that was producing a movie that Martin was in? This was Sony Pictures Entertainment. Martin Lawrence was in the movie Blue Streak. Yes, Dave Chappelle was in the movie, um, and it's funny because that was at the same time Dave Chappelle was going through everything he was going through with over mm-hmm. at New Line. So, and we had literally had this conversation about this in the back of a trailer truck, and yeah. he's like, "Word," <laughs> he was just like, "No," <laughs> I call. I think yeah. I think I called you. Like, I don't. Uh, what? Some, I don't know what's happening. No one said yeah, anything. Yeah, I complained yeah. to Human Resources, and they basically said I was the problem. I was the angry black girl. Like you know, you're overreacting. Yeah. That's what I was told. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, yeah. the studio just like you know, sexism, um, yeah, you know, uh, racism. They all supported it for a really long time. And a I really always say time. to people, yeah. like you know, they. You know, I know people have been sexually harassed. I know people have been oh. literally damn near raped. Um, yep. you know, it's sad. I have to say it um, uh, yep. on business trips. And literally, HR calls you in and pretty much, you know, will, you know, Sorry. They, their job is, they, their, their job is that they, they are there to make sure you don't put them in a position where there's a, bat, a, mat, a bigger lawsuit. So right. they will have you feeling like you've done something to put yourself in a position of mm-hmm. um, to, 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 you know, why are you offended? Why are you, yep. you know, and that's what we have to remember is that yep. there's a culture of protection and there's, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of money on the, on the, on the, on the, on the table. And when there's that kind of money on the table, and that kind of a corporate and these corporations 
they will do what they have to do. And if that means following you, if that means um, Mm -hmm. harassing you, that's Mm -hmm. what they will do to protect their money. Oh, yeah. I was harassed. They really really will do what they have to do. Um, Mm -hmm. They really will. They really will. I mean, those stories of Harvey following those, having to follow those women, those stories of of Epstein having those women followed, um, Mm -hmm. those are true, true stories, and the same thing happens in Hollywood. And and the story of the governor, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you that they happen, and it's like so. That's why you have to be, yeah. you know, you have to be stealth-like. You have to move like mm-hmm. water and not be a rock, mm-hmm. and understand. You know, at the end of the day, my thing is, I, you know, you, I, I just have a look, and I think Tiaka has a look. I will, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. I will really have a problem. You, you will have a problem right. with me in that approach. So. You might not want to step in that way, and I just keep that in my mind. I keep mm-hmm. God in my heart, and mm-hmm. um, and just you know, and that's what I meditate on every day that I go to work, even mm-hmm. to this day. Oh goodness! Another one that Cassandra yeah. was a part of was um, with John. I, God rest his soul. I, I love John so much, and John yeah. brought me and Cassandra. To, I mean, yeah. it, just, it just was a whole thing that yeah. happened. But for yeah. John's movie for Baby Boy. Um, and ironically, for every movie, there was a black person or anything. So are we going to serve Russell's? Are we going to serve Russell's at the premiere or at the junket? I'm like, um, we do like <laughs> no boo. Like, really? So, yeah, like, for yeah, John, yeah. they literally wanted me to go over to John in the edit bay to go over the menu. And they said, well, let's just see if he wants Russell's. I'm sure that's what he wants. And then, I, of course, I told John, he goes, you know what? I want Russell's and um, what was the other one? Tip, not, what was the um, Whoop Gang? He yep. wanted both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were shook Whoop because, like, yeah, exactly. We had both. Since you think so I'm just gonna have Russell's, why don't you give me Whoop Gang too? Exactly. Thank you. We want exactly. both of that, and yeah. we want champagne, mm-hmm. and we. So John mm-hmm. was the kind to let them have it, and another one. That stood up to them was Will Smith. Those two I have witnessed. Like, you're not going to do this to yeah. me on my film or my people. And all filmmakers mm-hmm. should be mm-hmm. that way because they have the power. And John realized the power that he had, as well as Spike Lee does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can go yeah. on their set and see so, us. Like, but not, I think that's not, about so the only movie. Gonna do my, yeah. 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 You're going to yeah. do my premiere in a nice house. We're going yeah. to Cannes. We're taking this mm-hmm. movie out of seed, like all of that. And that's the thing. It's like, but the thing that, that happens a lot of times is, you know, you have to have a lot of these bigger conversations, whether it be awards conversations or premiere conversations, at the very beginning, you know. Yeah. These are things that you might be talking about at the beginning before you even start shooting. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, otherwise it's like, you know, if you get caught in a, in a malicious cycle of, you know, the executive, you know, to, um, at the merry-go-round, and all of a sudden they start switching around. It does not matter what has been promised to you or anyone mm-hmm. else. All of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we don't know what that regime promised you, but we're not doing it right. So, therefore, right. it just really, really is about let's make sure that we put everything we can on paper 
Um, I, I have a lawyer now, and I, um, you know, my my current employer said that I have one of the toughest ones, and you know, I apologize for him, but <laughs> I I need I, I need a no need someone who's tough. Yes, and guess yes. what? I'm happy that he is tough because mm-hmm. you know who would have ever predicted a pandemic, and if I did oh, not, God. you know. Have if he wasn't tough, I would probably right. be on my ass right now. You know what I mean. So right. at the end of the day, you know, um, it's just you know and we're all it's all fun and games and until it's mm-hmm. not. And and but Chad we is are making worth a point. Our weight. Thank yeah. you. And we're worth our weight. She is goal. making that point. Worth, That's what everyone yeah. needs to know. We have. She knows mm-hmm. she has the power. We have the power we always have. We just didn't know it. And that's all I want Mm -hmm. all the other filmmakers and people coming behind us. We have the power because it's not cool unless we make it cool. Let's be clear. That's always been the case. And and that is the case now, and it will be the case moving forward. We are America. We're the culture of America. Black and brown is what makes America all the flavor. And that's what we yeah. put in all these marketing campaigns. You see in every marketing and jingle, it's a hip-hop, it's a rap, or it's a Nelly Furtado. It's something with a cultural influence. So that's like yeah. Cassandra is saying, we got to have these conversations up front, filmmakers, and even the, the talent, actors and actresses, they have yeah. the power. I've seen a lot of them use it to where, I, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, Sam Jackson. Every movie I've worked yeah. on with him, he demanded. There was no question his hair and makeup would be there. No question. Yeah. And I, I try yeah. to let the other younger actors and them know that, like, don't settle for this this woman of non-color doing your makeup because it's not cool. You can ask for that. And you know who does it? You know who looks like he does it and it, it's really been working for him? It's Donald Glover. Yeah. Donald Glover, yep. I don't know him. I don't know his team. But you can just look in his face, and you can look at his work, and you can look at the way he's been on his show on Atlanta. Yep. I love that show. I will watch yep. his stuff over and over again. <laughs> you can just look at him, and you know, you know what? That guy looks like he doesn't tolerate much. You know what I mean? Exactly. It looks like he, he has the you know power. What I mean? you can, yeah, he has his power. He's not yep. letting anybody they control They don't question him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, Cassandra, and they don't question him. Sorry. No, yeah. I was gonna say I I work on Atlanta with Donald, and yeah. you're right. It, it, everything you just said that you think about him is is so is so right. And wow. even even That's his dope. show, everybody on the writing team is black. Every ah. single one of them. That is wow. so that that he's not gonna have it any other way. So when I say I that, that, that's why it's show, a good show. That's his show. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. his show. You can feel that. You can you feel, can feel that. it. It's authentic. And that's and we should mm-hmm. be yeah. writing our own stories. We should be doing our own hair and makeup and photography because we can do it yeah. better. Just because that's who we are and we know. We're in the mirror looking at ourselves every day. And I mean they they do it and it's not a race thing or anything, but it's just that's our niche. Let us do it. We're yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. We're out there. There's it's no true. reason to hire um, a, a, a non-person of color on a predominantly all-black movie. There's no reason. 
we're here. There's there's a qualified mm-hmm. person in every category. Call Spike. You know? Of course. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. But, ladies, what do you think has to happen? I mean, I know hire more black people, but how does that happen? Cassandra, I heard you well, earlier say, you know. All skin folk ain't your kin folk. Let's get that straight. That's right. All skin folk ain't your kin folk. Okay. That's right. So let's get that from the Okay. Just like I just say, I always remember familiar to me. I just keep going back to the reason I know how to sit my ass to sit my butt down is because my grandma made me. I used to have to sit with her for a long time in the South with my grandmother for many hours when my mother would drop me off for the summer. So I can sit. I can outweigh. I can out, outweigh wait, wait, best, the best of them. So let's not forget the lessons that we have learned and that have been passed down to us. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But number mm-hmm. two, I definitely think we just, we have to have conversations and we, Everything can't be so public-facing, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a couple groups and some conversations that I have that is not pub- They're just not public-facing, and yeah. you know, not everything has to be. You know, there's some recipes that still are grandma's recipes, and that's <laughs> what we have to believe me. That's what you know. We mm-hmm. just have to have that, and we have to remember that. And at the end of the day, you know. If 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 the, the black person walks in the room, that does not mean she's my cousin, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, why does that? Why why do we have to be in that position? It should be the norm, not the exception. Right. Right. You know. Right. And that's the thing. And if you're in, and if you're part of a culture, if I, you know, I can work for Jeffrey, whatever that man's name was, Epstein. Because there's no uh-uh. way he could have been walking those little girls in that room, and I would have been thank you. That when I and I would have allowed right. that to happen. The first time I saw exactly. him, like 12 years old, walking up in there, I would have said, "You know what? What's up?" I would have been right. taking pictures. <laughs> I would have been in the police department. <laughs> I would have been a straight snitch. So guess what? That's part of when being you work my at a company. Keeper, my sister's keeper. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, when you work at a company and you see that they don't. Have that they don't, you know. I've protected many a people. I'm like that, you know. There's mm-hmm. some times where I've worked at companies and they're like, "Oh, I just don't get that person." Or is she doing okay? Or I'm like, just because she might be a little peppermint patty does not mean that we don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> is she doing her job? Yeah, well, she's doing her job. Okay, that's, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep her. We're going to leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> She's so silly, Cass. <laughs> so let me ask you, what are you all expecting from your white counterparts? You know, people are asking, you know, they're Nothing. saying that. Nothing. <laughs> so you don't even need to ask me the question. Nothing. Nothing. What are you asking them to do? Like, People are saying nothing. that they're listening and they're learning. I'm not, and they want to I'm not asking them to do nothing, nothing. I expect nothing. I expect what they have given, nothing. That's our problem. We can't expect anything from anyone but ourselves. I expect nothing from no one but myself. I don't mm-hmm. expect them to do mm-hmm. anything because they never have. 
I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is it goes back to her grandmother, but it really does go back to, you know, it does take a village. We do know, the, like, it does take a village. We do have our tribe. Our tribe could be of all, you know, all kinds of people. But at the end of the day, those who are down are down, and you know yeah. that. And those who are not are not. And I have, mm-hmm. you know, people of all colors, and some of them aren't black, you know, that right. are down for the cause. And those are the people, right. like, I don't have to ask them to choose nothing because right. guess what? We don't have to they've ask been them doing anything. It. They've been doing it. Exactly. They've, they've exactly. been doing it already. I right? don't have to so ask those certain the people. Day, yeah. 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 You don't have to ask them because they've already been doing it. You know, and yep. it's a disservice. Like, I'm like, I, you know, somebody who I got to convince, I ain't got to convince right. a boyfriend. I ain't got to convince no man. I ain't got to convince no woman. I ain't got to convince nobody. It, what's, what's meant for me is for me. And yep. what's meant for my sisters and my brothers is for my sisters and my brothers. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if I got to convince anybody for that, then that ain't for me or for us. Not and for if me. It's not for us. Guess what? You will never. You will not be around long either. Right. Because when right. you're not for us, you will not be along. But look at the ask Victoria's Secret. Ask <gasps> Amber Tommy and Finch. Ask Neiman Marcus. Ask. Mm-hmm. You, uh, to, you want me to keep going? Ask Barney. Keep going. Ask go, all girl, the people go, girl. who ultimately. Yeah, so at the end of the day, when you basically try to exclude, you will ultimately not have. So exactly. keep doing mm-hmm. that if you want to, and mm-hmm. we will use our money elsewhere. I, I've yep. noticed the trend so far all, all the way. You don't want to give us credit? Yep. Guess what? Every store yep. I go to, we all use it, Venmo, Cash App, and everything else. I don't need your credit card. Nope. Exactly. Right. So, guess, and that's one thing I want to add to. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kiss Ed. Well, one of the yeah, things I yeah. want to add to what, what I try to say to my um, the the younger <laughs> is, um, you know, they with the seat at the table. I want everybody to create their own building and their own table and their own harvest. I, I, that's what I want more from our people. That's what I try to instill yeah. into the the younger kids. I I don't want us to so much want to be a part of something when we are that something. That's what I think a lot of us miss out on. Like, we're the thing that everyone wants to be a part of. Again, the culture is us and brown and Latino and, I mean, every all the melting pot, that's a real thing now, people. We all want to do something. So I just want everybody to have, how about you have your table and we invite everybody else to our table. How about that? Instead of wanting to be at everybody else's table. Let's all just get at mm-hmm. each other's mm-hmm. table and just all, you know, let's just flow. <laughs> let's yeah. 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 For self. That's true. So, Finn, that's true. I mean, look at, look, I mean look, at what you're, look at what you're doing. Look at, like, you know, all the makeup yeah. lines and look at, you know, at the end of the day, exactly. you know, everything, everything that has been done for by others that have been, you know, to treat us, whether it be medicine, whether it be makeup, whether it be food, you know, whether it be all kinds of things. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're discovering that it was actually really bad thing for us. You know, right. I, you know, now that I've discovered, you know, I mean, anything that I put on my face, I can eat. Anything that I right. can eat, I can, you know, 
can put on my skin. Mm-hmm. Like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, now that I've done that, I, I don't know what's happened. I, I'm, I'm looking younger than I did when I was 25. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait a minute. This coconut oil is amazing. What is going on? This demos is all the way live. Right. I'm up. I'm in like I'm like I'm not tired. I'm not lethargic. I'm great. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, but I gotta. I have thousands of dollars of all kinds of other stuff in that medicine yeah. cabinet. So just gotta go all the way in the garbage. Yeah. One thing I do love is that I'm starting to see um, us more on television in our natural state. I am loving that. Yeah. This is the first time I've seen so many people with braids and natural hair and puffs and it's oh I love it. I just love it because little girls haven't seen that in so long on television. I think it's amazing. Since good times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Last question. And the ladies. reason we, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, I love it. And the reason I think we are going back to it, because we did have good times. We had Thelma. We had, you know, yeah. we, we, like, we, you know, so we had that. So it's easy for us to go right back into it. But then, you know, I lost it for a minute. And it was cool. And I'll do it sometimes if I want to. But that's the beauty of right. who we are. And I think exactly. that's like at the we end can of do the day, everything. Yeah. Before I would never exactly. go into Sony with my hair in the natural. Every time I did, it was a thing. If I went in with braids yeah, yeah. or my Afro puff, it was a thing. So I had to press it. Yeah, in my yeah, hair every yeah, seven yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Anyone who talked to me about my hair all over the years, I would always say I would look at them differently, and I just put my sunglasses on, and I would just say, okay. I already like I thought you were cool, but now I know where you're coming from. And it's not that it's not really that you know I get it. Like you know, at the end of the day, I'm already you know l- like my skin color is a whole thing for you. But then it's like now you got to talk about my hair. So already like when are we? I had a whole boss, and it's a whole job, a whole boss who literally. <laughs> All she wanted to talk about was my hair and my clothes. I was like, well, damn. What about what about the movie? What about the job? I'm like, oh, for real? This is what this is what's happening right now? So you wanna know you wanna know how you wanna know if I talked to Tyra last night? Are you kidding me? For real? That's all you wanna talk to me about. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, culture vulture. Yeah, it's culture vulture. Okay. So I see you want you want to go and talk to all your friends so you can tell them how cool you are today. Okay, um, I'm getting paid a little bit of money for this. Okay. <laughs> it's funny games if you cut for it. If you don't cut for it, yeah. it's awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. So last exactly. Question. Last question, ladies. Um, I've had a lot of conversations about this topic, not only on this show but just outside of this show. Um, but there are some people who say, you know, we we better get it while we can, uh, you know, ride the wave now because once, you know, Black Lives Matter is trending or once this is no longer trending and they Aww. stop talking about it, they start marching, you know, everything's going to go back to the way it was. That's the way some people are thinking. What do you guys say to that? And then also, what do you say to publicists who are – just starting out, um, what kind of advice would you give them on how to navigate 
the industry during these times where there still maybe not be a lot of black publicists being called on? Like, what would you say to them? Tiaka, you want to say that one. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I well, you say, know what? I don't. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. About well, the I way. Say, first of all, yeah. <laughs> okay. I say build your bag. Number one, build your bag. Understand that there will always be a fall. Number one. So, like, that means put your cash is king, put your money away as much as you can. Really, really, that does, like, for real. And that like, don't ever get too secure in anything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Always, mm-hmm. always put something away, put it away. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, always be multifaceted. Don't, yes. don't depend on one thing. Um, you know, in this day and age, we are fortunate enough. When I came up, when T came up, they would, you would be scrutinized. You couldn't do more than one thing. You know, mm-hmm. now you could literally build a whole other company based on resale of clothing, um, PR. You could literally, if you know graphic design, you could totally do that in another business name. Whatever it is, do something else as well that can sustain whatever it is. And then the biggest thing is, is just literally don't forget, like, understand who you are, what you are, keep your integrity and work within the place in in the spaces that you really want to work with, because if you don't, you will. They'll have your you thinking. I have I've worked in companies where they've tried to tell me, you know, about not wearing my hair so long. Why am I doing the carpet with huh? those high heels? All kinds of stuff. What? Like, what does that have to do with my job? What really? does that have to do with my ability to do my job? where they actually wanted me to shrink myself. And guess what? After a minute, when someone, it's like waterboarding. It's like when someone tells you that all the time, guess what? After a minute, you'll start believing it. So at the end mm-hmm. of the day, understand who you are, study all the time, and, 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 and it's about growth. And if you're not in environments to support that, you know you have to move on if you want to grow, mm-hmm. if you want to grow. And I think all of us mm-hmm. should grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would like to say for the movement part, um, I don't think it's going – I think it's different. It's really different this time, but it's really hard for me to say because I, it never took a movement for me to always do activism and things of that nature. I've been doing that. You know, my mother did that. So it's kind of something I grew up with. It's something that should be continuous throughout your life. That's for me. You you know, you, you get what you what you put out. So and I just think mm-hmm. if we all kind of thought about that and maybe we put out a little bit more good then I think we all can be good. And that's just something as simple as wear the mask, people. <laughs> that's nice. Wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> just wear exactly. a mask. That's, exactly. that's just human decency yeah. and kind. But I really hope that it just doesn't stop because that's what they're counting on. That's what the studios mm-hmm. are counting on. That's what all the advertisers are counting on, that we will stop and that we will forget and they can go back to business as usual. We have to stay vigilant and it cannot be business as usual. This is our opportunity to change the dynamics, not, not, yes. not, not shift it. We can change things right now. 
Yeah. So yeah. It, it's yeah. kind of up to us as individuals to do that. And for people coming up behind, I'm 100% with what Cassandra said. Um, you got to just kind of like change your hat at different times. But Cassandra and I have always done that anyway, uh, regardless of what they said. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, we kind of had to learn how to do everything because that's kind of who black women are. You know, we're mom yeah. and we're dad sometimes and we're teacher. Yeah, and we're, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's just, you know, we're, we're providers and that's kind of who we are. And but for a young publicist, just kind of keep your contacts networking. Again, I still talk to some of the same people I've spoken to or met 20 years ago. And like Cassandra, I don't talk yeah. often, or it, like, but it, I, that's my girl. She taught me a lot. I love her dearly, yeah. we'll talk, and we'll I'm, I'm out, sure we'll she's still doing years that. Years from now, we're right? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. It's like in the same with John exactly. when I see him five years from now, I was like, hey, it was like so, and it's same with you guys, yeah. like. We still, yeah. like, I follow you guys, but I just, everybody just needs to kind of connect together, and we got to remember that still, everything doesn't need to be said, because we got to yeah. still keep some things to ourselves, and we have to have our inner connections and communications, because unfortunately, I just, because of my experiences, I have yet to be able to trust many. So yeah, you want to yeah. keep your connections and the people that you really trust close to you because they will always kind of bring you back because it's easy to get caught up. It, it's very easy to get caught up. And and we've I mean, seen that. I've seen a, that's, that's, oh, my God. I've difficult. seen a lot of people that yeah. have not, yeah. right, have not made it. I've seen a lot of publicists that are, you know, not from our category, you know, African-Americans, but that are mm-hmm. strung out and rehab or killed themselves. Just all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. It's Hollywood. So don't ever get caught yeah. up in in the hype. That's all I'm saying. It's hype. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah. And it's a job. But I love it. It's a job. Yeah. yeah. It's a job. Yeah. It's, a Just job. Under, it's not your but life. It's a job. You. Exactly. Yeah, but it does not define you. Yeah, Exactly. exactly. Because we see a lot of people change, and, and you're like, what happened? Like, you know, so, and that's why I was yeah, very reluctant yeah. to do this. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to talk to anybody. But you guys, was like, yeah, yeah, so I was yeah. like, I said, I'll do it because Cassandra's doing it. So if Cassandra wasn't going to do it, I would have been, like, really nervous. But I just think yeah. that everybody <laughs> just kind of needs to, um, just kind of, we need to all kind of be a little bit more together. Um, and mm-hmm. like, right now with this election and everything, there's a lot of bickering and fighting about Kamala and Joe. And I'm like, guys, come on. That's like how old, old black family used to do. Everything ain't got to be out in the street. Like your grandma say. Right. Yeah. But exactly. husband house stay in the house. Exactly. So, so I see everybody stay in grandma's house and go out and vote. When I think back to my grandmother and my mom dropping us off at my grandmother's house, I know now when I think back on it, I'm like, I know my grandmother was like, what the hell is mom she doing? My youngest daughter is just dropping her damn kids off over here I don't know, for the whole summer, and I'm stuck up in the house with them and these little grown city folk kids, but she never, ever treated me or, or, or said a, a word. I never heard her right. talk about it. Never, she just did it. And at the end of the day, we got to talk point. about everything. Yeah, we don't. We gotta say everything. Everything gotta, don't have to be on social media, guys. Instagram, everything we feel, everything we're doing, and we gotta stop doing that. Some things need we to do. be brewed. Some things need to be, you know, we gotta kind of let the cake bake and not show right. it off while it's still in the oven. <laughs> <Shoot>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I hope that was helpful. I hope so. Yes. Thank you, ladies. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. Good. It was. was. This type of conversation could go on and on and on. So. You too. Thank you Everyone so much, have lady. Everyone an amazing, amazing week. Thank you, guys. You as well. Thank you, guys. Love you, Thank you. Love you all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Love you right. guys. All right. Bye. Have a good night. Bye. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for tuning in to tonight's show. It was a great conversation. We could have gone on and on and on. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed listening to the ladies speak. Um, and they they – they really just kind of ran the show, and they kind of touched on some points without me having to even ask the questions. So that was that was kind of cool. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. This was great. We'll be back again next Sunday night. Same topic, different group. I'm excited about it. Um, so make sure you check us out on social media to see what we have going on next Sunday night. But, again, we'll be back 9 p.m. as always. Thank you for tuning in. I saw a lot of people on the phone line. Hey, JK Hunter, you didn't think I saw you, but I did. Um, so just wanted to say hello to you. Um, and Jennifer Ivy, who's been hanging out with us this whole, um, you know, this whole time, this Sunday night. So thank you, Jennifer. And for those of you who are listening around the country and around the world, we greatly appreciate it. For those of you who will be listening on the playback, thank you for tuning in. Um, again, um, next Sunday night, 9 p.m., we'll be back. And would like for everyone to have a, just a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>